Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Georgian trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! What's up, everybody? Welcome to yet another episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. I'm Robbie, chilling here with my man, Mike. What up? I'm doing good. I would say um, the sky is up normally if I was like 15. <laughs> I'd hit you with that one. But I'm good. Um got some posters to actually run through um i have a whole i found a box of this like nike posters i've never opened yeah. so i think some of them are like nike football i think it's like a russell wilson in there or something um i have no idea but i got a couple to go through um i also want to give a shout out to og rick one of the ogs and the sneaker game he actually sent me the air zoom generation like OG poster with LeBron sitting on the throne with the two lines next to him. He's Yo, like, hey, you gotta get yeah. that frame, man. You don't just put that on the wall with tacks. You frame that. That's a hundred percent what I'm gonna do with it. And it's funny you say that because I have a poster of LeBron wearing the LeBron 12, um, and it's uh, there's tack holes on the sides of them. It's all right. It's all right. You cover it up with a nice frame. No one's gonna see the difference. That one goes like behind the closet door. That poster's historically been like in the shoe room. Like, <laughs> Dude, I need some posters now. I was sitting there thinking about it. It's like I need to really get some some things going on my my walls to they're kind of blank. I got a couple of things, but not enough. That's how I'm gonna start the first question to the listeners is do you guys have posters that are cutouts, magazine cutouts on the innards of your shoe storage? So if you have a closet, you have cutouts there. Um, do you have stuff attached to the side of your clear storage boxes, you know, the space saver container boxes, whatever? What do you do? How do you spice up your your shoe situation? So um, let us know. But that's a lot about me. How are you doing, Mike? No, man, I'm doing solid. I can't complain. Uh, down here in Texas, we're notorious for being 100 degrees up until, you know, December. But our weather dropped to like a nice crisp 50 degrees. And uh, besides a little bit of rain, I'm, I'm pretty good. I mean, it looks like Oregon out here. It's, it's rainy all day and it's, it's, it's 50 degrees. So I, I learned how you live today. <laughs> it's not fun. And that'll bring <laughs> to one of the shoes we talk about later. It's like rainy weather shoes. Oh, yeah. Not they fit your life. Or not. <laughs> you got to pick correct. You don't want to mess them up now. That's a spoiler. But uh, <laughs> I wish I had a super sweet review to read. But today I just have a sob story because we don't have any new reviews. 
Dang, we caught up like that already? We caught up like that, but at the same time, to have as many reviews as we do is a super blessing. Like, I don't want to brag, but we <laughs> have more reviews than I believe any other sneaker podcast that there is. We have the most and the highest percentage of five stars. So this help us keep that train rolling. <laughs> I'm not to listen to this episode, or if you're catching up on old episodes, please go hit that Apple iTunes. I said Apple iTunes. I really mean Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Spotify really quick. Go get on Apple Podcasts, type in a little review, and slide back into your Spotify, your Google Play, wherever you're listening. Um, but if, please do that for us. It really helps. Yeah, man. We appreciate everyone you guys leave because I didn't realize we had that many. And uh, woof, I appreciate it because I know sometimes you just don't want to leave a comment. But for those who do, much appreciated. You can tell me to kick rocks if that's your comment. <laughs> that's it. Well, that's what it is. Yeah, it's, it's, sometimes it's not all positive and rainbows, but feedback is good feedback, regardless of what it is. Um, oh, sure. Before we before we jump into what we're rocking and what we're copping, I'm going to use a story of copping to kind of plug the Discord. The Air Jordan 4 Fire Red had a shock drop earlier I guess, I say last week by the time you're listening to this episode but they had a shock drop and a lot of people in our discord hit and a lot of people didn't too but it's a fun little conversation there to see who did who didn't um, there's a very funny story by Trav about how he bought multiple pairs of fire red fours in 2012 and then they sat like bricks and he couldn't move them Oh, we're going to have to buy a fire red forever again. That's pretty funny. You get good stories like that in the discord. So maybe you should come dive in, get immersed in the community that we're building over there and talk about if you took any L's or if you had any great successes. So Mm. what have you rocked, Mike? What have you copped? What have you had successes on? Yeah, man. Um, So rocking the two I've been wearing the last couple of days. I wore my, 2011 Concord 11s to hit that voting booth. Uh, and then today I broke out the uh, the newly purchased Reebok DMX Trail Shadows, that Kottweiler um, collaboration. And, yo, just know I have a review coming soon on those. But if you're sleeping on that shoe you or you just haven't heard of it, do yourself a favor and go ahead and, and purchase that. They're, you can get them for a good price at a lot of places. A lot of them are half off. But, man... That shoe is solid, and of course, you can never go wrong with the Concord 11. So that's what I'm rocking. What I'm copping, um, you know, it's one of our topics later, so I don't want to tell you why I want it yet, but the Kyrie 7 is on my on my radar right now. Um, I mean, a couple other items I'm eyeing that, like on, on sale at some websites. I don't want to disclose just yet, but Discord members know. Some things I'm looking at and see if I can catch them for a decent price. But other than that, man, comic books. I got the uh, the Spawn 311 comic book where they did a, a commemoration and a tribute to Chadwick Boseman, which is super dope. And then the latest Ninja Turtle comic book, The Last Ronin, which has comic fans. If, if you're into that, you guys know it was a hassle. It was like trying to 
cop the the red cements on the shock drop because there weren't enough for everybody. So it was uh, my closest comic and sneaker, you know, story that could be combined in one. How how hard it was to get that book today. That's awesome, though. I'm happy you're able to succeed. Oh, I appreciate that, man. It's a good read too. Well, so if you had to choose between comic books or shoes, dude, I don't know if I could pick. I mean, it's like saying you want your left arm or your right arm. Uh, <laughs> oh man, you know what? It is tough. I think there's there's a twofold question. If I'm like, oh, if I want to keep one for value, I will go with comic books. But because sneakers just kind of make you feel a certain way, like I don't, I'm not a reseller much at all. Uh, so I would probably have to stick stick with sneakers just because it's like I just kind of like the way it, like it they make you feel overall when you can like put them on and get out the house. Comic books, they're dope. I love them. I can read them, but they just sit in a box for most of the time. So, I don't know. They 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 have their very, very similar in certain ways, but if I guess my arm was twisted, I would have to go with sneakers. I like to keep them. You gotta have a means to get around too, right? You can't strap. Yeah, I can't go on barefoot. You know, walking out here barefoot with thousand dollars worth of comics in your back pocket. But. <laughs> I mean, if I can use that comic money to buy sneakers, I mean, I will always find a loophole. Like, let's, let's make it happen. <laughs> There's always a loophole somewhere. Uh, <laughs> what you rocking, man? I've been rocking my Theodora Volos today. Noise. These milky almond milk cubes. It's like a little bit of Texas burnt orange on the back. Mm-hmm. They're, they're clean, man. Um, what's even better is that they're extremely comfortable. Like I feel like I'm borderline barefoot in them just because they're so light. I mean, I feel that the foam in, I feel the foam in there. Um, they're blue shield, so like that's kind of their proprietary cushioning system, mm-hmm. and it feels great. It's like I was explaining it to a friend. They're like lighter than Ultra Boost and a little less marshmallowy. And a I like more- that though. I I love Ultra Boost, but I love something a little bit firmer. It, it, I think it feels better long long term on your foot. So I think I'd be definitely tempted to try those out. I've been loving them. And then um, shout out to my friend Missa who got me the LeBron 17 Billy Hoyle slash slash white man can't jump 17s. And it's funny because I like the colorway a lot. I wore them on my walk to get pizza today. And I had no real urge to buy a pair of 17s until I realized that life cycle is ending and I need to get a pair before I can no longer get them easily. Size 12 problems, man. I mean, you can go on Nike.com anytime over the past three months and you can find probably your size in a LeBron 17 or even a 16 if you were a smaller than size 10. But if you have over that, especially if you're a 12 to 13, I haven't been able to find a pair on Nike.com in a hot minute. And I know somebody out there listening saying, Robbie, you can get them from Foot Locker or you can get them from Foot Action. I don't have the hookup there. So I have to get them through Nike.com <laughs> Nike for me to for me to pull that trigger. So how'd you like it on foot though? I gotta know. Cause I really like my pair. I have the infrared pair that's like 
commemorating the Jordan six, but I really like them. They're comfortable. What do you think? The tongue is very stiff on this particular shoe. And I think Mm -hmm. that's because they're trying to replicate the tongue of the command force, which I'm not mad about. And I stopped noticing it after a bit, but the cushioning itself, it's great. It's really fun for me to enjoy how battle knit has evolved. Cause I have a pair of LeBron 15s and that's the first shoe they used it on mm-hmm. and then 16 and then now the 17. Knit posits. Feel a little different, but the same, I can, I can see the evolution and feel it. Uh, LeBron 18 is next. I'll probably end up buying myself a pair of LeBron 18s by the next time we talk. It's my birthday next week. And I'm probably just going to, Let's pull the trigger now. I like the, uh, I really like the debut colorway of the 18, and I'm happy if they haven't sold out. That multicolor one? Yeah, I like it. It's, it's, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's enough black in it to where it's not too out there. Yeah, the, the mango color is kind of piquing my interest. And then there's that, I guess, that Los Angeles color. It's not the Laker color, but it's like the, I don't know if it's like the Los Angeles Sunset. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like a cream, a white base with like purple and orange and stuff on it. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll yeah. have to see, but um, I'm excited about that. Um, so I'm probably gonna say the LeBron 18 as my as my coffin, but it's also Air Jordan One season. There's gonna be a lot of Jordan Ones coming, so always on the lookout for those. Yeah, man. I mean, you're you're on the hunt for those mocha. So anybody help my boy out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to help him because I don't want them. But if anybody has the the hookup on the the twelves, you know. To at least get them in the door, let them know. I've actually had historically good luck on sneakers. You have lately, actually. <laughs> with Jordan 1s. I mean, with everything else, it's always a hard strikeout. But for some reason, they know I like that Jordan 1. They think I hate shoes, apparently, because they don't let me win on anything. They're like, Mm-mm, you don't wear enough shoes. Bro, what gets me is this, like, I'll get updates about the most random things on sneakers, but whenever it's like a good restock or something where it's like a purchase I really want to make, I don't, I don't see it. Like I don't see, and it's not that I don't see it. They don't send it. I swear to God. They're just like, let's tell Robbie that the shoe comes out in four days. Well, something happened right now. Or they tell you that if you get the notification that the shoe comes out, it's like, oh, shot drop or whatever. It actually happened at like noon. You either think at 12.05. I'm like, well, that was worthless. It's, yeah. It's always something I don't want or don't care all that much about. <laughs> so, it is what it is. But yeah. all right. Let's go ahead and run through... I would say for the most part, this is an informational episode. So mm-hmm. about what shoes are coming out, um, what has come out, some trends we've noticed. But uh, let's start off with the whale that released last week. The Moby Dick, if you will. The Air Jordan 5 Off-White. Now, a lot of you probably did not successfully purchase that shoe upon listening to this episode, and that's Okay. I probably didn't either. So <laughs> I'm going to speak in the future sense, future tense and say, I did not, I don't have, like, I, don't, I, I know it's, it, it's inevitable. It's like Thanos. Like it's inevitable that I will not get that win. Just hasn't happened yet. Yeah. 
So let's say it's more like Thanos. So that shoe, everybody knows about it. It's the second Off-White Air Jordan 5. It's now based off of the Fire Red. We all know that story. But the reason why I'm bringing it up is because of the apparel collection associated with the release. This is not the first time Off-White has released clothing with their Jordans. I also think back to times where like Jordan releases stuff with Supreme, like their Air Jordan Supreme jackets when the Air Jordan 5 Supreme released. So it's it's not a novel idea to have clothing release alongside a pair of shoes. But my question to you, Mike, and to the listeners is do you buy it? I mean, if you if you're struggling or you're 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 really hustling to get to that that checkout button to get in line for the pair of shoes, are you willing to risk it and slow yourself down to try to get a sweatshirt? Like, <laughs> no, man, that's definitely you know what? I sat here and thought about it when we we're kind of just getting our rundown together. I don't typically buy sneaker apparel, no matter what brand is coming from. I like first priority shoes. I can get normal clothes to match it. Or you know what I mean? Like not necessarily match it completely, but it's like, oh, cool. I have a you know uh cream pair of shoes. Oh, there's a white t-shirt I can wear, or whatever, a denim shirt. I don't ever buy the apparel that goes with it. And I laugh because when we were talking earlier, from it's crazy how the evolution has gone from, you know, hey, you want this, you know, Concord pair of basketball shorts to go with the Concords. You know, when we worked at sneaker retail, that's what we were trying to push when we sold those shoes. Like are the, you know, when the black cement came out, you want the black cement shirt and a hat to go with it. Um, and it's crazy to see how this evolved now to high fashion. Like, now we got off-white, and then you got the off-white shirt that might cost as much as the shoes to go with it. You got same thing with Fear of God. You, that that apparel comes out. You, it's high fashion now. But, I mean, I'm, I'm not willing to risk it, you know, trying to get everything in the card. I'm going to go for the shoes, and then if I feel it, I'm going to come back and try to get the uh, get the apparel. But typically, that's just not me. Um, what about you, man? I, I feel like we're kind of in the same boat on that, but I could be wrong. I typically like the clothing with it. I'm just not willing to mess up my chances at the footwear to get it. Like, I still really like those Supreme Jordan 5, like, coaches jackets. I think they're sick. And um, to your point about, like, completing the outfit in retail world, I mean, they're trying to, they're trying to sell you, like, a fitted hat and some socks like you don't give a crap about, like, (laughs) with... The off-white clothing and the fear of God clothing, both of those brands on their own are extremely expensive. Oh, yeah. So Nike makes them work with Nike and their price. So it's still expensive. Like don't don't get it twisted. Um, it's definitely a lot of money for what they have here. A sweatshirt, a t-shirt, and some track pants, sweatpants. Um it's comparatively expensive, but compared to an actual off-white garment, it's extremely cheap. So That's I it. how they do that because the same applies to the shoes. Off-white sneakers are way more than $225. Mm-hmm. But they make them bow down to Nike's prices because that's what their customers expect. Yeah. So I would love, I mean, if I could get the whole outfit, I even think to the Union LA Jordan that stuff is nice. That stuff is nice. Yeah, I love the sweatshirt with the, the I guess, the Jordan shooting hands. I, I don't know why. It was pretty dope. I mean, 
Atmos typically does clothing with Nike. Other, um, uh, I'm trying to think. I'm just kind of like mentally drawing. Oh, the, the, my favorite, if I ever thought about buying clothes that went with the shoe, had to be, was it, a, I hope I get his name right. You guys don't just destroy me if you don't. But when Edison Chin and, and Acronym were doing things, uh, no, that's not Edison Chin. Oh, my God. Because he is, uh, he's clot, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, there's there's like so a clot tracksuit. No, I'm, I'm thinking about acronym though, and I can't remember his name. And I, yeah, it's just slipping my yeah. mind. But when the acronym stuff came out, that tech wear that was so dope. But that was probably the most expensive clothes I've ever seen Nike produce. I mean, it's it's funny you say that because well, two points you made there are funny. So the first one is the clot outfit. This clot is a pretty it's, it's pretty hip. Mm-hmm. But every time I'm at the employee store, they always have like a clock tracksuit. So I'm like super discount. I never buy it because I don't want to wear a Bolt tracksuit. Do but it. It's just, it's just not for me. But then the second point is like, there's a whole nother level of Nike pricing that most people aren't aware of. Like once you hit Nike Lab, like you go from a hundred. What, how much is how much are tech fleece? It's like normal tech fleece pants. Uh, tech fleece pants are like between ninety and like one hundred and ten, depending on if it's like a special colorway. So you can get Nike Lab pants, very 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 similar, and they're and they're gonna run you like three hundred. Yeah, that Nike Lab. ponchos are like two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks, if not more. Uh, no man, way more than that. I mean, I've seen Nike Lab jackets in the like a thousand bucks for a Nike Lab jacket. But that's like their premium take. That's yeah. like what they're gonna try to bring to New York Fashion Week. True. True. And nobody gives a shit. I mean like you'll so hot tip if you're looking for Nike Lab stuff, if it doesn't say Nike Lab straight up on it, the collar where the tag is should have the Nike logo with the swoosh inverted. So it should be up and down instead of left to right. And that typically signifies it's a Nike Lab garment. Pro tip. And you can tell, I have Nike Lab, Buffalo Exchange, man. In Portland, you find a lot of good Nike Lab stuff. I have some Nike Lab t-shirts and some shorts. And you can just feel it in the materials. They're thicker. They're more, they feel like they're more quality. Mm-hmm. But nobody cares. But like this off-white stuff and Supreme and any other real hot collaborator with the hype brand, brand right now. Yeah, those are definitely going to be way more uh, important, I guess, if you want to call it that. They're going to sell it just as fast as the shoes. Mm-hmm. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yep. So, listeners, do you try for it? Do you care about that clothing? Because, I mean, if you're trying to get fresh, you're trying to get fresh. And that clothing assists in your freshness. But it's hard to get. So, let us know your thoughts if you care. Now, this next one is also kind of an if-you-care topic. <laughs> the Air Max 90 had a recraft come out, and there was commercials for it. There was some fanfare about it. You go back even further, Nike says they're going to start like having their Air Jordans really be truthful and remastered to the original specifications of the OG. But very quietly, Nike released recrafts of Air Force Ones. A couple different colorways now. They're available on sneakers. You can probably walk in, walk into the app. <laughs> but 
no real love. And I think there's a couple factors about a couple factors to it uh, that, that we'll go into in a moment. But the idea of a recrafted Air Force One is extremely curious to me because we talk about how some shoes should be released every day year round be it a Nike Dunk, Air Jordan 3, Air Jordan 1, Foam Posit, whatever. There's those shoes that we think could be available all the time. And the Air Force One is the shoe that does get released. It's the only shoe that blatantly says this is the 07 remaster. When you buy a pair of Air Force Ones from your typical factor, they say Air Force One 07 because that's the last time it was like redone, quote unquote. But the Air Force One the longevity and the usage rate, if we're talking like basketball, is through the roof. It's like, it's, uh, it's the shell toe, it's the Chuck Taylor, it's it's whatever go-to shoe, but it's Nikes. And there's a lot of people, like PG Notes is a popular reseller. Um, and he has a thick inventory of vintage Air Force Ones. I'm talking like from the 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> a whole bunch of things. Do you follow his account? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. There's tons and tons and tons of stuff. And like astronomical prices sometimes. But where a lot of the value in those shoes come from is how they're built. The fact that an Air Force One from 98 is still pretty fucking wearable due to how the leather was made and how the shoe was physically built that's a testament to that vintage, if you will, if you want to go into like a wine comparison. So is this recrafted Air Force One going back to those like desirable Air Force One constructions and builds? Is, is that where the remaster or recraft comes from? Or are they just saying this is really kind of a lot like the one from, what was it, 82, the Air Force One came out? Uh, sounds right. I think so. Like I'm not a big Air Force One hit, but I should know that at least. Yeah, but it's just like, where does that where does that come from? And do you care? I mean, clearly I don't, I don't care because I didn't even know until you told me. I'm like, what? Uh, I didn't realize they were going out there and remastering these Air Force Ones because, again, I'm not a huge Air Force One guy. I mean, you can definitely entice me with the right colorway, and I'm like, cool, let's do it. I mean, but I'm not just going out there. I have one pair of white on whites and you're not going to catch me out there just, you know, buying a fresh crispy pair like every, every spring or whatever it may be. Um, but I think it's cool that Nike's, you know, trying to go back to the original form. Cause that's what everybody's always asking for. Give me the original form. Even if they've never even been around for the original form, which I can say I haven't. Um, but it's cool. I mean, if the leather is right, if it looks good, if it doesn't have that weird, you know, when you wear Air Forces for a little bit, that the toe box start looking back up at your ankle, the way the crease is going them, and it's just not, they're not good to wear after a while. Well, they don't look good after a while, I should say. So if that slimmer toe box changes that, makes it a little bit, put a little bit more life in them, I'm down for it. I mean, I have no complaints, but also I'm not like, I don't have like all the fanfare for it, so Again, it's a, if it catches my eye, something cool, yeah, I'll buy it. But other than that, meh. I'm always talking about sheep, and I am a sheep, man. Like, 
I was the same as you until I started getting like the right Air Force One, and then it changed. Like a, a light bulb went off in my head. I'm never gonna be that dude who has like a wall of Air Force Ones, but um, I have a solid amount. I think I have like six, uh, no, five pairs now. That's not a lot, a lot, but more than me. I got one. And an Air Force One. Um. I'm interested. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I wanted to see them go on sale just a little bit, and then I'll have a friend buy them for me. Yeah, but see, that's that's, that's perfect. Like like I said, you, the right price is going to get you. It's not going to be, hey, I'm going to run out of here, and because they remaster, I'm just going to grab them all retail. You still have, there's still a, a kind of caveat. It's like, hey, if it's on sale, it looks good, I grab it. I think listeners, though, there's definitely a listener out there who's like, ooh, give me that recrafted Air Force One. Oh, 100%. More power to them. Like you, you like what you like, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's just like no, there's no even like sneakers little video blurb about it. You know, mm-hmm. like Air Force One comes, and if you go on Nike.com and just search Air Force One, you're gonna find, I mean, just so many pairs. I mean, it's just, it's impossible. I would say it's impossible to announce an Air Force One that doesn't have like Travis Scott's name attached to it. Because... <laughs> I just hate that the truth. But like simple, clean pair. I mean, so you have the Recraft, you have the 07, you probably have like a premium, you have the Lux, you have a Flyknit, you have um, a Utility, you have definitely a Gore Tex pair, you yep. have pairs where like the swoosh is dropped down and it kind of goes over the midsole a little bit like it was sewn on incorrectly. Oh, that's the React pair. Yeah, exactly, React. So it's just like there's so many kinds. It's like you're kind of just going to you're kind of going to throw the the remaster in with the bunch and people are going to buy it. It's mm-hmm. funny. Like I wanted to get some just like a really simple white with a black check 07s. And they're sold out. Completely sold out myself like in a good range of sizes. So I like the ones are great for people. Maybe they're getting into listening to shoe podcasts and they're new to this. Or maybe they're more just like getting into shoes in general and they have a hundred dollar Nike gift card and they're just like, Oh, these are cute. I'm gonna go buy these Air Force Ones. Like I don't even know what an Air Force One is, but I like the way it looks. I see people I see my friend wearing it, why not? So like it's cool for them, and that makes me happy. Definitely. Um, that also brings me to another shoe that released last week. It's the Air Force One like boot. So we get like a duck boot every year. Uh, this year is, I would say, the sleekest rendition. Uh, I, would, I would speculate over that. I would definitely say the sleekest. <laughs> um, and it's just something that has to fit your lifestyle. It, it's a Gore-Tex edition. So Gore-Tex and Air Force One have kind of been attached to the hip all year. So there's a whole low top series that released in the beginning of 2020. And now we have a high top to get us ready for the winter time. But I mean, if you're Mike in Houston, you don't give a crap if it's Gore-Tex. But if you're Robbie in Portland, you're like, I don't give a crap still, but I like it. Like, <laughs> Seems it seems practical, right? <laughs> yeah, dude, it makes perfect sense for you. Now, I, I forgot about the low tops, and that one would make more sense for me because here in our winters, I could still get away with just like 
a normal pair of like sweats and you know if it rains or something the Gore-Tex would be cool so I might have to revisit those as opposed to the highs because we don't get the snow typically and like the real crazy winter weather like you guys do but you still get like pump fakes with tsunamis right or whatever hurricane. oh god we get we, we death storms I mean we've had 30 hurricanes this year but yeah no you're, you're right we still get uh, this is kind of our, our, our rainy season so I don't know. I'm still still a fan of the lows better. I just feel like that that uh, the boots gonna be up to my calf, man. It's, it's a big shoe. Ah, uh, I mean, I have I believe the 2014 and the 2015 versions of the boot, like the duck boot, like where it had like the the lines in the toe box and all that, or just like the the, the second one has like stars, like the under stars on the top. Mm-hmm, there you go, and they're cool. I mean, like. They were both things I asked my dad to get me for Christmas because, like, you can't fuck that up. You're just like, all right, here's this boot. You can go into probably any store. Or, like, you can find this boot. Like, it's not going to be hard in <laughs> years in a row. So, round of applause. Because unlike, unlike Mike's dad, apparently like Mike's dad just, like, knows how to get gifts. <laughs> like, like, I, dude, I send pictures, though. Like, I, I help out. I, I do as much as I can. Like, here, guys, here's... Here's a picture. Here's like options A through D. If if one's not there, you have fallbacks. Even better if it's on sale. But they're like, can will they figure it out if there's no if like your A, B, and C are all sold out? Will yeah. Still- yeah. So uh, yeah, they'll just they'll go ahead and A. They'll find it. They're like. <laughs> my mom will say hey just send me the website where you found it on and we'll just go from there <laughs> mm. so I mean I gotta bring these up too while we're talking about shoes that really haven't had a lot of talking about them a lot of conversation about them is the Adapt Auto Max it's like the Air Max 90 with the Adapt they are sitting like you can buy a pair right now in every single size for the one time payment of only $400 Mm, making cool. 250 it might talk to you and i'm still interested that's why i'm talking about this shoe i really want to try a pair of adapt shoes i really really do i mean okay i will say when i went to chicago for the all-star game i tried on the adapt bb 2.0 those are actually super dope if the price point was you know not 350 bucks easily would buy because it felt like just wearing a Kyrie low. And I thought it was it was pretty cool. I don't know about the the Max. I don't like the way it looks, honestly. But that's just me, though. I just don't think it's worth that much money when I feel like we've done it a few times now. We feel like the price should be kind of getting driven down a bit. So I can get them for two forty. That's not bad. Forty. No, Robert, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, you kind of faded out for a second. I heard two forty, then I didn't hear anything else after that. Oh, you're good. I can buy them for two forty. Would Would you pay two forty? I'm more inclined to pay two forty. I mean, if I bought a pair of uh, retro, you know, Jordan Five in 2016 for two twenty five, I would buy something with new technology in it in 2020, 2021 for two fifty or two forty. I am like. 
I don't know why the hell I'm tempting myself on purpose. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's cool to have. It's something new. I mean, that's the thing. We like sneakers because of the new technology. We like the classics, but we like the new stuff that pops up every so often. It's, it's tempting within itself just because I give a shoot that lights up and auto laces from my phone. I mean, come on. Who doesn't want to at least try it? Anyone who says they don't, I don't believe them because even if they don't want to buy it, they at least want to try it. It's, um, yeah, that's that's a great point. I just want to be able to pull my phone out and be like, hey, check this out. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> dude, at first I thought, I was like, dude, do you have a pair? Where'd you find that sound from? No, that's my, uh, I'm a uh, voiceover specialist. <laughs> you should be proud of that. That was a very good uh, imitation of the, the auto, auto adapt sound. I have my moment. um so a couple other things here we're gonna switch it up it's been on nike and air jordan let's let's move around a little bit um shout out to the homie jay who is celebrating his first adidas design debut that's a lot of d's um (laughs) he designed the hardened volume five and it's now officially getting photos out there in the world and it's looking much better the hard four and the three if you were to ask me i did not feel either one of those shoes but i'm liking what they have going on with the five it's it lives through a point i brought up a couple episodes ago to where adidas is willing to try anything once i mean this is different it's it's not going to be for everybody but they're not going to be sitting back wondering what could have been they went for the jugular and tried something different it's their most popular basketball athlete it's their mvp you gotta have something crazy and for all of those reasons i appreciate the shoe i think it's a really fun design like jay also did the why not stuff with jordan uh-huh. Grant in a past life so it's like you can kind of see those vibes just from like the playfulness of the shoe. But this is the first Harden I've been like, damn, I like that since the two. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, like I've been kind of eyeing them. When's the, I'm looking for the actual release date. Did I miss it? Um, just says 2020 for us. I guess it releases in Europe uh, today, actually, or the 28th, so you guys were a couple days ahead of you, or behind you, I guess, when you were here to this. But, dude, I think they're pretty dope. If I can scoop this up maybe at one of those European stores, possibly, so I can get a, a review on it, I, I think I will, because I'm really interested in how they have that uh, light strike light strike and react mixture. Because uh, light strike and, not react, I'm sorry, wrong brand, light strike and boost mixture, because they're starting to do that with a lot of their shoes now, where it's kind of just a combination, like a boost uh, drop-in midsole and then the light strike on the uh, the outside of the shoe. So I'm really interested how that works. But design language, I really like. I mean, I like the different layers they have on there, different materials. Uh, I kind of like the undone uh, Achilles pillows on the inside of it. It's, it's really dope. I mean, I think I feel like you, Robbie. This is the first one to grab my attention outside of the two. And um, yeah, um, I'm a fan. I would like to see some more, some some more pictures. Some maybe you know, of course, in the hand. But this is really dope. I, I really like the the direction that 
your buddy took these and he did a did a hell of a job. It's I keep trying to think of another word other than playful. And it's just, it's just what I keep getting. It's eye-catching. I mean, if you want to take it just to another word, it's very eye-catching because the other Harden shoes, um, you can look at it, unless it's in a really just out there colorway, it's like, oh, okay, that's Adidas basketball shoe. This looks like a signature shoe as opposed to some of the other things they were putting out there. It was like, oh, this is just an Adidas basketball shoe. So I really like, like, he really took that to the level like, oh, I look at that, I was like, oh, cool, it's a Harden. You know what I mean? That's a good way of putting it. It is kind of like Harden. I'm, just, I'm excited to see what like the performance of it is like and, and what's funny is like you never hear about really bad performance from the Harden stuff and he puts up like god numbers so the shoes are doing something right <laughs> it's not like he can't get us to the finals but I mean you know it is what it is a Harden LX or something he's not like trying to get away from his signature shoes it falls out, man. So, like, for as much as I'm not a Rockets fan, no offense, I really like that. So, I'm going to let you talk about this next one. It's Michael Jordan's son. That's- oh, Marcus. Come on the podcast, Marcus. Come on, holla at your boys. Now, um, so this one, we got sneak peeks today. I really didn't realize what it was until I actually started digging into, like, the tweets and stuff. But it looks like Trophy Room is going to be releasing – a, uh, a Jordan 1 collaboration this holiday season. I don't want to give you guys a date because I don't know if there's actually a hard date on it yet. Um, but for those of you who may not know what Trophy Room is, uh, Michael Jordan's son, Marcus, actually runs a sneaker boutique, uh, very heavy in the Jordan space, mm-hmm. and has done very uh, done very well. And he's had you know a few collaborations that have you know, definitely been some, I don't know if you want to call them grails, but definitely things that people's interest uh, with the latest being the Jordan 5 and the, I want to say the blue, it's like the ice blue color. And then there was a friends and family red color. It was basically the, the Chicago flag colorway. And they came around, I guess it was earlier this year, maybe late last year, I don't remember. But this one, pictures show it as a Chicago style Jordan 1 with Michael Jordan's signature kind of uh, screen printed on the heel. So it looks like one you would see up for auction. But there also is a clear outsole in this one with the stars of the Chicago flag. So you're almost getting a traditional Chicago with some different features on it. But it also looks to be pre-aged. So if you guys remember the Nigel Sylvester, we're not going to take it that far of that beat up, but it looks to be aged like it's one from you know, 85 that he wore and you're going to get that same kind of faded red. Uh, it looks like it has a pretty similar shape to those, uh, the, not remastered, but the, uh, I don't know, the recrafted ones they did for All-Star Weekend. So it looks cool. I won't lie to you guys. I will probably enter one raffle for it, but if I even know what day it comes out, because this could be one that just pops up and it's like, well, you missed it because you weren't on this particular site on this time where it popped up, whatever it may be. So it's cool. I know um, this is going to be one hot on the holiday list for everyone at this point. Except for me. I mean, I'm going to try. I'm gonna, I just know it's not going to happen. 
Yeah, I mean, I come in the same boat. It's like, I'm a dry boat. I, my hopes are not up. I mean, I got the one Jordan one I wanted this year. So if it happens, I'm cool. Resistance is futile. Um, <laughs> you're going to take the loss. And that is just, it is what it is. Um, the next pair, I'm going to talk about it too. It's a pump court by Reebok coming yeah. out. Nine. I think that one's going to be a little bit more attainable. Don't know that. Attainable, but pricey, if I'm not mistaken. I think these are going to be upwards of $200, but the June J pump court was actually shown. I want to say it's during Fashion Week, during the June J. I mean, their show. Um, and it's a cool shoe. And fun fact about me is that my, my junior year in high school, uh, I think it's my first year on the varsity tennis team, I actually wore a par, a pair of Reebok Pump tennis shoes. Uh, I think it was a pair Andy Roddick wore for a short time. He was, you know, briefly sponsored by Reebok, and they were really reminiscent of the Antra Four, that same colorway, and they had the pump and everything on them. So it was really cool. So for me, the Pump Court has just like kind of a nostalgia feeling for me because, um, I mean, I, I actually wore a pair of Reeboks when I played tennis, you know, years ago, and. Um, there's a few pairs I'm looking at now, but uh, that are uh, some discounted prices because it's, people aren't really keen on tennis style shoes a lot, but I think they're dope. I know these are probably bigger in Europe than they are here, but this collaboration is nice. I mean, very high gloss colors. You got a black pair, all black, all white. Uh, I think all navy and like all forest green. And that forest green one reminds me of that uh, same color of the undefeated Kobe fours, that Giannis colorway that dropped last year. It has that kind of pearlescent finish. So they're done very well. Again, a bit higher price than you typically would see on them. But just like you've seen these collaborations from Reebok, this, you know, just just I don't know, down the line, the ones that have been coming out have just been, like I say, very thoughtful and very like nice materials to put together well. This kind of keeps on that same path. So if you buy them, you know you're going to get the money's worth. So dope. I won't be buying it just for price reasons. I probably, I'll buy a different colorway, but I like them. I like the kind of I'm colorblind. The army green, looking mm-hmm. green. Yeah, that's the one I really like. I would have to agree. I don't the pump theory and the pump court. I never had a pair, so like it's from afar looking at them, but never really been my style. So not too interested, but they're cool. I like a, a good monochrome shoe. Mm-hmm. Now we have actually the opposite of a monochrome shoe. Kyrie 7 is going to be dropping in a whole bunch of different colors. We already know about that. But they're doing, they, as in Nike sneakers, is doing this fun program where it's going to drop in a mystery box setup. So you purchase the shoe on sneakers, and you have a one in four chance of it being four different models. And I think that's a genius genius idea i wish they would have done something like that with a lebron watch or found a way to integrate something like this before Kyrie 7 in 2020 but to have a set amount of possibilities you don't know possibilities you're going to be getting that's incredibly exciting like i I like that idea a lot Mm -hmm. and that is why this is on my cop list because i love the mystery behind it um, it's just, I, man, 
uh, is, is just a really cool thing because a lot of people are so bent on, oh, I got to get this one, I got to get this one. And I mean, yeah, nothing, nothing wrong with that, but put a little bit more fun in it. Remember when you walk into the store and it's like, oh, they have this one left and you just, or you just, just magically saw this one appear. That's the one you would get. And I like the fact it puts a little, like I said, just puts some more fun into it. I mean, I want to get one for the sake of uh, video purposes. And I always buy a pair of Kyrie's, uh, no matter if it's when it first comes out at the beginning of the life cycle or towards the end where just on discount. I always find myself with a pair of whatever number. And I, I just, I like the shoe. Um, I like the, the, the thought behind it because this can go one or two ways on sneakers. A, people are like, ah, I don't want to take the chance and get some colorway I don't want. Or B, you can sell it completely. So I don't think it's going to be in between. It's either going to be all or nothing. But I like that Nike's taking a chance with it. And I feel like chances aren't taken that often. So Facts. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave it with that. Um, some ca- last little couple things here. I'm excited about this Jaden Smith Vision Racer. I still buy a pair. I almost had it. alone a Jaden Smith New Balance. But it's no secret that I love Jaden Smith. And I think this yellow colorway coming out on 11.6 is completely fire. Like, that shoe looks dope. You know what I'm talking about? Have you seen oh, that? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I almost had them. Uh, so those of you who have not shopped at in clothing is a European short, uh, store, but they have a lot of stuff that we typically uh, in American sneaker culture have sitting sometimes. And they had the original vision, I guess. Yeah, I guess the original vision colorway is the white and blue pair. And um, they, they were just have they had a size nine. They didn't have a size 10. I was going to buy them because they're only like 130 bucks in comparison to sneakers terms. That's, you know, cheap for, especially for a new balance. I mean, and, and something that's a uh, something that's that popular so i was interested to see it i don't know if i wear it all the time but i think it's a good one just to at least i guess at least do a review on i mean it, it seemed really different i haven't seen much about it since the initial uh launch of it so i was really interested in if i could snag a pair for a decent price that's like retail or below why the heck not the, the retail below is hard um Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> if it was that easy, I would have too. I mean, it's like any other. I just have a hard time like remembering releases, man. Oh, man, you both aren't. There's too many. It's like, I'm, and I'm not gonna set like I have calendar messages for work, so I'm not gonna set one for sneakers. Like, I'm just either gonna remember or not. But there's there's no way I'm sending a calendar reminder for me. Oh, remember in three months that the you know Jaden Smith. New Balance coming out. I'm just going to take a chance. Yeah, I mean, chances must be t- mistakes were made. Chances <laughs> All the time. Like, literally, every time I get on sneakers app or whatever, raffle, doesn't matter. It's like, mistakes were always made. Uh, I mean, that's like, I feel like a mistake is made when you're trying to even click the purchase button and you can't even, like, get to that point. <laughs> There has to be someone on the back end watching this and just laughing at people, right? Like, there has to be, like, a hidden camera. Like, they can see your webcam and, like, just a frustration. There has to be someone on the back and just cracking up. A moderator, like, the World of Warcraft South Park episodes where it's, like, the guy <laughs> laying back into his chair. That's definitely... That's everyone that works at a sneaker company or a sneaker store just laughing at us, like, running around, like, 
my chickens with her head cut off trying to get a release. Or like a dungeon master. <laughs> oh, this is pure torture. Pretty sick. All right, man. I mean, like that's like the kind of only real new stuff I kind of wanted to hit on early in November of 2020. Anything yeah. else you want to hit before we go? No, uh, I think we pretty much touched on everything. Did you want to speak to the the masses about the the Mocha ones and then the uh, the second CLJP Jordan ones coming out? I just really want them. So we we kind of touched on the Mocha a little bit. The Navy Japan's. I'm just trying to get like Mike and get one pair of them. Like you already got. I just, got super. I just, I just want. Yeah, I want those too. I was like, uh, I gotta find the way to get those. I got super lucky at the first pair. I think that was my luck for like the sneaker year of me purchasing something. So that was I used it all up on one pair. But you actually bought one really good thing instead of many. Little I know. Things. Look at you. You should be proud. You. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna go ahead and just wrap everything up here. Listen, do you buy clothing? Do you buy, <laughs> do clothing? You buy clothes? <laughs> Tell us in the comments if you buy clothes. Do you buy clothes? Are you going to try to get a trophy room pair of Air Jordan 1s? Are you feeling the hardened volume 5? Tell us all these things on either Instagram or on Twitter or an Apple Podcast review. Just or saying. join the Discord. Just join the Discord. Join the Discord. So I've been Robbie. You can find me at R-A-H-B-E-E-702. But most importantly, make sure you're following Sneaker History on all major platforms. Mike, where can they find you? Yeah, yeah. You can go ahead and find me on Instagram and Twitter at MadWatcher789, on YouTube at Mike Guillory. And again, Sneaker History. Sneaker, 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 his, sneaker history. Nice. Nickelodeon. All right, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for your time and have a great rest of your week. See ya. Peace. What up, y'all? This is Nick again. First, I wanted to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. It really means a lot that you would spend a part of your day rocking with us. Before you take off, I wanted to ask a few favors. If you're looking for more content from the Sneaker History crew, head over to patreon.com slash sneakerhistory. Our Patreon members get access to exclusive episodes of the podcast, our latest merch, giveaways, and much more. You can become a member for as little as five bucks a month, and it really goes a long way supporting the crew. Next, make sure you're signed up for our email newsletter. We share updates about the footwear business, some of our favorite finds and deals, and other sneaker-related news a couple times per week. I like to think of it as a one-stop shop for the sneaker game, or at least a work-in-progress one-stop shop for the sneaker game, if you know what I mean. Last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. Whether online or in person, social distancing in effect, of course, it helps make the sneaker community a better place, and you never know what conversation and opportunity might come from it. As always, we appreciate you, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.